I'm Dr. Regina Kett. I'm a board-certified clinical psychologist, and I specialize with older adults and families. I created the Psychology of Aging podcast to answer some of the most common questions I get about aging. Questions about mental health and wellness, changes in the brain, like with dementia, relationships and sex, caregiving, and even end of life. Like I say in my therapy groups, no topic is off topic. We just have to have a healthy way of talking about it. So if you're an older adult or caring for one, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Did you know that by 2034, in less than 15 years, there will be more adults, 65 and older, than children under the age of 18? 20% of these older adults will have a mental health concern. And here's the thing. Mental health concerns are highly treatable in older adults. There is a common misconception that depression is a normal part of aging. In fact, depression is not a normal part of aging. Mental health providers need to be skilled and thoughtful around the mental health needs of older adults, and I offer training programs that address just that. There are three main training programs that I offer. One is on mental health care of older adults. It's great for mental health agencies or mental health providers. The next is on sexual health and aging, but not just any sexual health. It's on sexual health in the context of dementia disorders. And what happens in the context of dementia disorders when the person may have diminished capacity to make a decision around sexual interactions? That's great for senior care communities. And finally, on equity and inclusion in senior care. And this is great for mental health or senior care communities. If you'd like to learn more about my training programs, head on over to my website. That's www.dr for Dr. Regina Kep, K-O-E-P-P.com. I'll see you there. And I hope that you check out some of the training opportunities. In honor of World AIDS Day on December 1st, I'm devoting today's episode to HIV and aging. And yes, HIV is an important topic when it comes to aging. And here's why. More than half of the adults living in the U.S. with HIV are over 50 years old. And this is because with the use of antiretroviral medications, many people who were diagnosed with HIV decades ago have been able to live well into their older adulthood. And this is great news. But in addition to this, older adults remain sexually active well into their older adulthood. You might remember an episode I did a couple of months ago about aging and sexuality. In that episode, I talk about the benefits of sexuality and aging and some of the barriers that exist for older adults when it comes to sexuality. If you'd like to learn more about aging and sexuality, check out that episode. It's number 27. All right, so what does sexual activity have to do with HIV? I mean, I think you could probably answer that question, right? Well, let me share an important statistic with you. People are continuing to be newly diagnosed every day with HIV. And of the people who are diagnosed every day with HIV, one out of six of them are over the age of 50. 
And so it's important that we talk about HIV and aging. And here are some reasons why it's so important. And the reasons why actually come from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. So although older adults visit their doctors more often, they're actually less likely to talk with their providers about sexuality and substance use. So healthcare providers might not be asking folks 50 and older about these issues or test them for HIV. Also, older adults might not consider themselves to be at risk for HIV or might be embarrassed to talk about sex or mistake HIV symptoms for other medical problems that are arising for them with aging. Another reason is that older people might not have as much information about HIV prevention and sexual risk, like having multiple sex partners increasing their risk, or they actually might be less likely to use a condom or other prevention options like PrEP, which is pre-exposure prophylaxis, which is a medication that people at risk for HIV can take to prevent actually getting HIV. Another reason that talking about HIV and aging is so important is that older adults in the United States are more likely than younger people to have late-stage HIV infection at the time that they're diagnosed. And this is a big deal because if you're 50 and older and you're starting treatment for HIV later, this actually puts you at a greater risk of immune system damage. And so it can... It can affect your aging process and your health. And so let me give you a statistic. Among people 55 and older who received an HIV diagnosis in 2015, that's just five years ago, half of them, 50%, had HIV for four and a half years before they were actually diagnosed. The CDC tells us this is the longest delay for any age group. And so older adults might be putting off testing or putting off talking with their doctors about it for longer than other age groups. And that's a problem because like I said a minute ago, the earlier treatment can get started, the better, right? Okay. And finally, stigma. So stigma is a common issue among older adults with HIV and stigma, as you know, or can imagine, negatively affects a person's quality of life or how they think about themselves and self-esteem and our self-image. And then that in turn affects how we behave or act. So we might isolate ourselves and then that could increase our risk for depression. So people 50 and older might avoid getting the care they need or avoid telling people about their HIV status because they might already face isolation due to having other illnesses, or maybe they've lost friends and family already, or worry that they'll be ostracized from their community support. Of course, stigma is a really big deal. I want to share with you, I did my postdoctoral fellowship at Emory University in the Department of Psychiatry and Behavioral Sciences at a hospital connected to that, um, to Emory, was Grady. Grady had a really great, um, and, and still has a really great HIV clinic and, and um, provides like wraparound services for folks living with HIV. When I was there, I started a newly diagnosed group. And some of the people who actually participated in my group had been diagnosed actually for 10 or 15 years. 
but they hadn't shared their diagnosis with anyone. And part of what we were doing in my group is to talk about, as a group, when and how to talk about your HIV status. Also, how to identify if it's safe to do that and who you'd want to do that with. And then how to actually get the words and the courage to do it. And so the reason I share this story with you is that when people put off talking about an illness for 10 or 15 years, that says to me there is a lot of stigma that is getting in their way of living a full life or having full relationships or a sense of security in their relationships. And we can do something about that. That's one of the reasons I'm, I'm sharing this episode today. Because with this podcast, this Psychology of Aging podcast, my goal is to destigmatize mental health for older adults and promote access to care for older adults and to create a space that is inclusive of all older adults. Today, and I'm so glad that you're here and wanting to learn about HIV and aging. All right, so let's deepen the conversation and talk about mental health, HIV and aging. And stigma plays a big role in this as well. Of course, we just talked about stigma related to HIV, and there's also stigma related to mental health concerns. So let me share a little bit about some mental health statistics as it relates to HIV in older adults. So a 2009 study found that HIV-positive older adults were five times more likely to experience depression than older adults who were not HIV positive. Another study found that 27% of HIV-infected older adults had thought about suicide in the previous week. Other researchers found that when older adults who have HIV have elevated symptoms of depression, this is a big deal because it affects their quality of life, it affects their daily functioning, it increases frailty, and also it leads to higher dropout rates in care. And this is really important because in the 1990s, antiretrovirals played a significant role in helping people to live a long and relatively healthy life with HIV. If older adults are depressed and also living with HIV, and they're more likely to drop out of care, they're not going to be getting the medical or the mental health care that they need. And we know that depression is highly treatable in older adults. And we also know that when depression goes untreated in older adults, it causes an increase in medical problems. It causes older adults to need to use more medication for medical problems. It increases the rates of visits to emergency rooms for medical problems and so many other things. So another important component to this is that HIV-positive adults over the age of 50 are more socially isolated than their younger counterparts, than younger adults who have HIV. So many older adults, of course, rely on family members during times of illness. And you know that because you're listening to this podcast. Maybe you're caring for an older adult. Maybe you're working with older adults. And you know that family members tend to rise to the occasion in caring for their older loved ones. But older HIV-positive adults experience a lot more barriers to receiving this instrumental social support from friends and family. And 
This is why I'm having this podcast today. This is why I am devoting today's episode to HIV, mental health, and aging. Because I want to raise awareness that we need to be doing better for older adults living with HIV and older adults experiencing depression and living with HIV. And just a reminder, depression is not a normal part of aging, and depression is highly, highly treatable in older adults. I mentioned earlier that older adults with HIV are are more likely to have suicidal thoughts than older adults not living with HIV. If you are concerned about an older adult who may be suicidal, please reach out to the Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255. I'll also be linking in the show notes to some HIV and aging resources to my previous episodes on suicide in older adults and depression in older adults, and also to LGBTQIA plus and aging hotlines. So head on over to the show notes and check those out. All right. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released and then leave a review. Subscriptions and reviews help people to find this show. In wrapping up, it's important to share that the ideas expressed in this episode are mine alone and that information shared does not take the place of licensed medical or mental health care. One last thing, a special thanks to Jasmine Joyner, our Psychology of Aging podcast intern for all you do. Lots of love to you and your families. Bye for now. Lena, do you think aging is scary? No. No? Why not? Because it makes us happy. Aging makes us happy? Yes. I'm going to be bigger and taller.